Microphones of Madness, where we are playing Gangbusters, the BX edition. That's right. Coming to you live and direct from the fall of America. That's right. Day four. <laughs> That's right. So, yep. Last week, um, you guys discovered some very interesting information. Your old pal Smitty found him dead in possession of a letter uh, from a CCC uh, saying that all the pawns were in place and that the plan was proceeding as expected. You also discovered that uh, Smitty was not being harangued by the police, Hauser and O'Brien. He was being accosted by Boss Schultz's hitters from New York. So the working theory now is... uh is uh Schultz and what's her name? Carmine? Ah! Yeah, Carlotta Charlotte are in cahoots. And there's some some evidence in the warehouse, which is our, our next um stop, isn't it? Oh so. that's that's up to you guys since uh Whistler is uh actually escorting oh, Flo to a safe house. Uh, paranoia has gotten to him, and he's trying to keep people close to him safe. That's probably what we should be doing, but unfortunately, Doc, you and Whistler are all I got. So rather than keep you safe, I suggest we break into this warehouse. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And see what the fuck is going on. Now, actually, I don't think we have to quite break in, uh, because if you recall... Uh, was it Ratso? Yep. Ratso has uh, an open invitation for us to come by if we're looking for work. And uh, he uh, he pull puts his hand in his pocket, grabs his wallet, opens it up, and points at the moth flying out of the wallet. <laughs> I'm looking for work. What about you, Doc? Uh, yeah, that'd be that'd be fine. Sounds good to me. So let's just play casual. Don't shoot anyone unless you absolutely have to. Especially if they're musicians. <laughs> and uh, let's see if we can uh, see what's going on in here. So that that's our uh, that's our master plan. Well, Matt, <laughs> it was nice playing with you, even though you're not here. <laughs> sorry, sorry, we we ruined the game early. <laughs> By doing the the stupidest thing on the table, uh, yeah. So let's do this. Okay. So what what are you doing exactly? Uh, going up well, to the warehouse. Let me let me rephrase that because uh, what did you guys do for the rest of the evening? Since uh, you or all three of you were together when last we met, and now Whistler is not here. Uh, you know, to, well, I'm assuming that Whistler went went to go and deal with flow i'm actually going to kind of um low-key go back to the trout and just kind of listen to see what's going on with uh the police on that okay i don't want doc there though (laughs) all right so you're gonna leave him in the car over by uh yeah i mean yeah just and i'm gonna go in fedora pulled low scarf up just kind of trying to be, trying to keep my air out. I don't want to talk to anyone. I just want to try and listen. Okay. Um, yeah, you go through there. 
you get you get back to the trout just as they're wheeling uh, the guitar player out. Slip inside. Buller like nursing black eyes. You know, got rags on their lips and stuff. Pulling splinters out of the back of their head from uh, chairs and bar stools being broken over them. Uh, the cops are kind of just like they're not even in the room anymore. They're so used to this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not it's not worth uh, causing calling organic damage over. <laughs> yeah, you get there. The guy behind the bar. What was his name again? Or did you guys didn't even get his name? Slim. Slim. Thank you. Slim back there. He's he's got a little cut over his eye. He's wrapping his uh left hand in a in a bar rag, pour some of that homemade gin on it. You see him wince. Smoke smoke rising from his hand. As it cauterizes the wound as it touches. Oh. Uh, yeah, so there's that going on. Pretty much the trout just goes right back to usual after one of these events. Yeah, I'm more concerned with the homicide, not the bar fight. Yeah, the cops are kind of standing around outside. Homicides. Like, yeah, they're like, what, what, you know, so was, we're looking for a white guy. Uh, it's hard to say he didn't really talk to anybody, but the deceased and the bartender. The bartender said there was three of them. One of them was big. He tried to leave. He came back. Got in a fight with Tex. And then this other, the third dude shot him. There was another guy. He was talking to Tex. Dressed in a suit and stuff. But apparently the guy that shot him said something to him that really pissed him off. Could be self-defense. But then again, who brings a gun to a knife fight at the trout? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean he's a pretty generic looking fella from basically what you can tell just, I mean you, you know how many white guys in suits there are in this city I'm wondering if I can uh, surreptitiously and in semi plain sight leave an ace of spades ooh good call um give me a dex check Oh, I failed that. Okay, you get it out, and you just, you're looking around. There's no way that you're going to be able to drop this in, in plain sight without anybody noticing and asking you what the hell's up. Right. Hmm. Oh, well, it's worth a try. Yeah, they just kind of, they, they load up the bodies in the, in the meat wagon, take them off. The cops linger around for a little bit, and they're like, ah. We got better things to do. Hauser and O'Brien were down the street uh, talking to the guys on the docks. He wants us to meet up back at the squad room. Hauser's a dick. Yeah, but he is our boss, so get in the car. All right. And so now you're alone on the street. All right. I'll uh, saunter back to the car. Let Doc know that he probably should just, just, uh, Cool, cool his heels a little. Not, not be too, too brazen. Don't say a goddamn thing to anyone about Me? this. 
<laughs> but I think I, I, I think we're in the clear. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. I'm sure they would have. You know, I'm glad that we. I won't have to answer any unnecessary questions. I mean, anyone could tell this would have been a clear-cut case of self-defense. That's not what they were saying. They were more like saying this is business as usual down here. Hmm. Well, welcome to the life, Doc. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just a victim of circumstance, really. Besides, you well, guys in suits there are in this city. They'd never figure out it was me. Amen. Amen. So, with that in our rear view, I think we should probably go and take a look at this warehouse. Mm, fair enough. Ratso said we could get in there, right? Well, he said he's got work for us. Excellent. And to stop by. Sounds good. So let's go and do that. All right. So you guys go up to the warehouse, the address that you guys have had since day one. There's a what couple of... Say, nothing. <laughs> a couple of guys over by the, by the door. Uh, one of them's got a Chicago typewriter pointed down at the ground. And he's they're like, who the hell are you? Jeez Louise, we're here to speak to Ratso. It's Jimmy and Doc. We heard Hi. there might be there's work for um, enterprising young goons. One of the guy with the machine gun is sitting there. He's like, "Go check it out." The other one goes inside. You're alone outside with this guy. He's not talking. He lights a cigarette. He just sit there quietly smokes. He just doesn't take his eyes off of you. He just smokes a cigarette. I point at his Chicago typewriter and say, "You know." A lot of those models are missing the letter W. Yeah? I assure you, mine's not. Must be from Peoria. Born and raised. It kind of starts to rain a little bit. You can always tell. <laughs> it's coming down. The guy with the typewriter standing under an awning. Casual. Smokes another cigarette. All right, I'll step under the awning. <laughs> uh, step back. It's a little wet out here, Peoria. Yeah? Do I look like I care? Perfectly dry to me. Manners, manners, young man. Exactly. I don't think our friend Ratto is going to be too pleased that his new employees are soaked to the gills. Well, nobody gets through that near that door unless somebody tells me it's okay. I'm telling you it's okay. I don't want to get. Under the, I just want to get under the awning. That's all I want, Mister. Nah. What do you mean, nah? You're not my boss. Boss's orders. No. Nobody gets through that door without their say so. That's fine. No, I don't mean to get through the door. I just mean to get under the awning. That's too close to the door. The other guy sticks his head out. And says, "Come on." Cporia. Now you're in the doghouse. And you're an ass. What <laughs> Doc, we got to work on your subtlety. Subtlety, nothing. Where I come from, someone's standing out in the rain, you let them in. You let them get dry. It's just common decency. I've been to Boston, and that does not sound like the town. You can put a bum in a soup, he's still a bum. And I say it nice and loud so the guy can hear it as we're going by. You can dress him up, but you can't take him out of Peoria. He says nothing. You guys, you're soaking wet. The one guy leads you to where Ratso sitting behind a desk counting a big stack of money. As you're walking through, you see him 
Uh, there's a big uh, Ford one-ton truck sitting in the uh, sitting in the middle of the warehouse. Looks like it's uh, filled to the brim. It's like a box truck. Guys loading on a few cases. Looks like rum. You know, made in Jamaica, stamped on the side. Mm. Yeah, Jamaica Queens. Well, Jamaica doesn't fall under prohibition. They snuck that shit in all the time. You know, and there's all sorts of just, I mean, just boxes and boxes and boxes of just, you know, one rum. And then you got gin on the other side. And then you got whiskey with another stamp, you know, USDA for medical use only type of stuff on the crates. Leads you up some uh, metal stairs to a catwalk, and then there's an office that overlooks the rest of the warehouse. Uh, Ratso is sitting inside, uh, count, trying to count money. You see his left arm's in a cast. Damn, Ratso. What happened to your wing? Fucking lucky gang. Dumped Hauser. They dumped Hauser and O'Brien's car out back. Hauser and O'Brien show up. They take me down to the station. O'Brien roughs me up. Breaks my fucking arm. Man, that guy's a dick. Yeah, so my lawyer gets me out because, you know, O'Brien fucked up my arm. But, uh, yeah, fucking lucky gang, man. So what can I do for you fellas? You got any information on those bastards? No, we just stopped by for work. What kind of work you looking for? Any kind that you can give us. Time's a little tight because of those guys. Tell you what, you still driving? It's the Pope Catholic. Well, that that remains to be seen, but uh, I, I get your I get your drift. Uh, I was supposed to take this load out west. We got some guys. We got some guys in Chicago needing a load of this stuff. What you? What I need you to do is I need you to drive it out to the mountains. A little town called uh, Saint John. You're going to meet up a couple of guys from Chicago. They're going to hand you a bag of money and a car. You hand them the keys to this truck. And everything that's inside. Alright. That that I can do. Do you want me to take your guard with me back to Peoria for you? Nah. Don't worry about him. He takes his job very seriously and a little too literally at some times. He needs a fucking drink is what he needs, or a smack up the side of the head. Or if you hit him with a bottle of whiskey upside the head, he'll get a little bit of both. Well, I don't know what to tell you about that. That's one of that's one of Boss Cardone's cousins. Jeez. So, you know, nepotism is alive and well in the organized, yeah. in the organized crime and well, adult we are families procurement <laughs> racket. Yeah, speaking of Cardone, how did he manage to score this shit off of Maroney? What do you mean? He came in and he took it. Yeah, but we was under uh, the truce. Well, you know, truces. You were in the war, weren't you? I, I was in the war. Uh, no, I was not in the war. You weren't in the war? Bone well, spurs. Every once in a while when I was in the war. And we would have ceasefires, but then we'd still be shooting at each other all the time. They'd musket gas the trench, we'd artillery their side, 
you know, bada bing, bada boom. That's just how it how it worked. You know, there's no real truce. The family is just perpetually at war. Just because, you know, we weren't always open gunfire doesn't mean that we weren't at war. I guess that's true. Then the Lucky Gang came along and fucked it all up. Things started getting hot. But now that you mention it, it is kind of interesting that Boss Cardone took over the warehouse that around the same time that Lucky disappears. And then all of a sudden this gang bearing his name is shooting up all of Cardone's people. How's that interesting? Well, I mean, you know, this was Maroney's place. It was. That's the word on the street. Maybe the Lucky Gang works for Maroney. But so far, Maroney's just he's been going to the club. He's been golfing. He's been doing all sorts of things. You know, we can't tell that he's he or any of his people are meeting with the Lucky Gang. I mean, it, it could very well be Schultz. Nah, Schultz is pretty much keeping to the north side. He's got more money than God. Yeah, but he ain't been hitting either. What's that? He, has he been hit? He ain't been hit. Well, when Lucky disappeared, he got hit. That was his money Lucky took. I guess you could say that one way. Another way of saying that it was it was Cardone's money, and with that money missing because it hadn't gone into Schultz's hands, that it was a blow against Cardone. It was a blow against Cardone. It was a blow against Schultz. Schultz is looking for Lucky. He brought those two guys down. I heard they were out here in my turf not too long ago. I heard the same thing. I heard they were uh, chatting up the, the local establishments. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you ain't seen your guy Smitty around, have you? You know Smitty, right? Yeah, funny you should mention that. Why is that? A- ain't no one gonna see Smitty around no more. Why? What'd, what'd he do to you? He didn't do nothing to me. He pissed somebody off, though. He's uh He's pushing up daisies currently. Damn. You could find him in his new residence, the city morgue. Damn, I'm going to have to look for a new guy. For he what? Was, he was hauling boxes for me on the weekend for a little extra scratch. Like legit boxes? He was, he, hell, he probably loaded up that truck a couple days ago. I just needed somebody to drive it. Well, I can drive the shit out of a truck. Well, that's why I told you you had that job if you wanted it. But now I got to find a new piece of muscle. He was a scrawny guy, but boy, he can lift boxes like nothing. Yeah, well, you know. He was a hard worker. What's that job entail? Picking up boxes, putting them where I need them to go. What, here? Here, in the back of the truck, at the docks, putting them in the back of the truck, taking them out of the truck. You know how it goes. Right, right. Well, you know, maybe, maybe I know a big guy. What, Whistler? Yeah. You gonna put Whistler moving boxes? Come on. He can move a box or two. It won't it wouldn't kill him. Yeah, but uh I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if the boss would like that. Why? Yeah, what's what's that? he got against Whistler? Look, the boss wants that wants Whistler in the ring 
with Knuckles, and he's willing to pay that to pay to make that happen. I'll let Whistler know about that. He's been trying to get that going for years. Does Whistler know this? Yes, Whistler knows this. <laughs> well, I will pass it along. Out of character. Sorry. Because hmm. I got to try it. Who was Vinny? Vinny is Vinny or Vincenzo Maroni. Oh, the dead brother. Yes. So you want the job or not? I mean, it's like four-hour drive out to St. John. Yeah, I got nothing better to do. And you meet these guys from Chicago. All right. These guys are legit, though? As far as I know, they're legit. What happened to your last driver? Uh, He was a little less lucky with O'Brien than I was. They broke his leg. Damn. Hauser and O'Brien don't play around. They don't. They never had. Fucking flatfoots. Yeah. I I was hoping they'd just retire those two guys, but apparently they get enough collars to keep them in job security. Yeah, well, times change, right? And again, you know, the bosses probably feed them those collars just to keep them off of their backs. That that could be true, but then if that was happening, why the fuck would they be in the boss's warehouse? Because some jackass stole their car. BFD. But they liked that car. That's that's all O'Brien and how O'Brien would say was how much he liked that car. He likes a uh, government issued fucking coupe. Yeah. He likes it. He says he's done some uh, special modifications of of his own. Yeah, he reads too many of those pulp novels. (laughs) Yeah, well. Smoke screens, right? No. No. He got some phone books in the doors. Got a little tweaking on the engine there. Got a flathead six in that thing. Might have been better just to let it rot. All right. When is this driving happening? When can you leave? About five minutes from five minutes ago. He's in the ignition. Hi, Ratso. Hey, one more thing. This is straight mm. from the boss. These Chicago guys try to dick you around. You ice them. How many guys we meet? Only supposed to be two. I. But you know how those Chicago boys roll. I do. Maybe we take Peoria with us for a little extra muscle. Nah, I need him around. Need him around with the Lucky Gang still on the street. Never know. Boss has got everybody on lockdown right now. Yeah, yeah, sounds like it. He says the Lucky Gang is a virus. <laughs> <laughs> Powerful, dangerous virus. That's right, and he's recommending everybody do some social distancing. <laughs> Which means if they ain't part of your social, you put some distance. Like I got at you. the morgue. Well, let's uh, let's put four hours distance between uh, between us. Yeah. Hey, uh, Natso, 
Can we get a couple of, of uh, the Chicago typewriters just in case there's more than two of them? Well, I got one in the truck already. Standard procedure. Gotcha. That's all I got handy right now. That's fine. One is enough. Suppressing fire. I'm assuming that there's modifications to this truck as well. Uh, no. <laughs> it's not our truck. Our truck <laughs> is coming back from Peoria. Figures. Alrighty. The Chicago guy's truck. This is our car. Gotta pay. When you pick up this car, I want you to pay special attention and baby it because that is my personal car. Does your personal car have modifications? No. It's got leather seats, it's got a radio. Fancy radio, huh? Right. But that's all it's got. It's a Ford sedan. Pretty basic, but I paid for it with my own money. I like it. It's my car. Alright. Sorry, it's a Lincoln. It's a Lincoln Touring. So it's a convertible. You know the ladies love a convertible. They do. They're paying the ass though, but the ladies, ladies do yes. Well. Oh, you mean convertibles? Yeah, man. Yeah, I suppose so. I don't know. I haven't had any problems with it. I keep the top up a lot because you know how much it rains around here. That's true, but what's the point of a convertible if you ain't converting it? I just got it like six weeks ago. <laughs> All right, it hasn't even seen the summer sun yet. Just, That's why I want you to baby this motherfucker. I'm just saying, man. You gotta those things gotta be like uh you gotta treat them like a Mormon. Constantly converting. I have no idea what you're talking about. Get in a <laughs> fucking truck and deliver this booze. Hi, Ratso. <laughs> See you in eight hours. You won't be seeing me, I'll be in bed. You want to talk to you want to talk to um, baby Marone or baby Cardone out there? He gets the he gets the late shift, or I guess it'd be the day shift. The day shift. It's the shittiest shift because you know all of our business takes place at night. There's a certain aesthetic to it. Yeah. Alrighty. Okay, you get in the car, you get in the truck. A couple of guys open the doors up for you. And you're able to just drive out onto the street. Let's go west, young man. Indeed. All right, you guys driving west. Uh, you're about two hours out. Give me observation saves. Yes. I made it. As did I. All right. Oh, no, I didn't. I did not. You Sorry. did not. All right. I, I rolled under. You have to roll over for the saves, under for the abilities. Yes. I made it. All right. Doc, you're not too certain about this, but uh, seems like the same set of headlights has been behind you guys since the city. I think someone's telling us. 
Jimmy, that uh, those headlights back there—they've been with us uh, ever since we left the city limits. Uh, so what are we like on, like shitty intercity roads? Yeah, you're on like a highway. You're on like like a two lane highway type thing. Yeah, if 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 we're assuming that the city is Baltimore area. You guys would be well. Steve will know this. You guys are on the equivalent of Frederick Road, going out toward okay. Western Maryland. All right. Yes, it's basically like a, a two lane. Yeah, it's a two well, lane two lane road. It winds and yeah. Well, they didn't have um, and stuff. The interstate system hadn't even been conceived yet, so right. I'm sure parts of it are probably not paved. Yeah, you're getting out way out toward. Toward where you're going, yeah, it's got some gravel road and stuff like that going up the side of a hill. A couple hairpin turns, you look over and it's just like a sheer fucking drop. Right. Well, actually, on one side trees on the other. Um, can we use one of those to our advantage to see if uh, there are what type of cars following us? Uh, yeah. Would what, what was your role? Uh, uh mine was a three. My role no, sucked. No, I'm. I was talking <laughs> to Doc. Uh, mine was a sixteen. A sixteen. What is your? Let's see. My observations of fourteen. Observations of fourteen. Okay. Um. Yeah, it looks like a nondescript Ford car, kind of like yours. Doesn't look like the two police uh, policemen. No, that is definitely not Hauser and O'Brien. Okay, you guys know what their car looks and sounds like. Mm. All right. So, who knows? Might be somebody that lives out this way. Doc could be mistaken. It could be. Let's uh, just keep on on alert. Yeah, I mean, there's not really much places to like pull over out this way. Uh, you going down the side? You going down a mountain now? Uh, car pulls off. You see, like a dirt road. Looks like it might go out toward a farmhouse or something like that. Car pulls off, and you guys are pretty much straight shooting. After uh, that, mom, pocket. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to mess with them. Their son's pretty tough. Meteor, meteor comes down. <laughs> Just as you yeah. guys are driving through. <laughs> and suddenly everything changed. We, I guess, we I guess this would be probably around the right time for that. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. But, but it's a couple of low low level thugs that pick up uh, Kalel, and uh, suddenly everything's different. <laughs> <laughs> Super gangster. <laughs> are you using that baby as a human shield? Yes. I, <laughs> Man, he's got laser eyes. Get him! Zap, zap, zap. Yeah, well, meet the newest member of the Lucky Gang, Kalel. <laughs> Call him Clarky. <laughs> Clarky. Clarky. Make with the eyes. eyes. <laughs> Make with the eyes. <laughs> Make with the eyes, little Whistler. The rest of your ride goes without uh, any further incident. You see no cars. It's like. The further out you're getting, the later it's getting, or really the earlier it's getting. And you get to St. John right as the sun is coming up. All right. Let's just wait for our contact now. Yeah, just stay alert. Absolutely. 
he got he gave, gave you an address. It's like a basically it's a abandoned old abandoned uh, freight station on the railway. Hmm. Uh, you guys pull up, gravel crunching under the tires. The building is just is like metal siding. It's streaked with rust. It has a big door, but there's you don't even know if that thing would open. It's been neglected and maybe even part of the roof is caved in. Uh, St. John itself, you didn't see much to the town. You saw the post office, uh, the town hall, and, you know, barber shop and stuff like that. It's like, you know, pretty small, probably tight-knit community, mostly farmers, maybe guys that used to work on the railroad, stuff like that. You're just sitting in the cab of the truck. Raining a little bit harder now. You just hear it drumming on the roof. Uh, Lincoln roll into the parking lot. Must be Ratso's car. Did uh, did Ratso tell us how much money we're supposed to receive? He just said a big pile of money and keys to that car, right? Pretty much. All right. Okay. A couple of guys get out. One of them's got a raincoat. He's got one hand in the pocket of his raincoat. The driver. Slips out, adjusts his coat. You notice he's got a shoulder holster. Okay. Uh, just while, while all that's happening, quick look around just to see if uh, I see any movement in the warehouse or anything. Or in okay. the, that's going to be observation safe. All right. May I make that as well? Yeah. I fail that again. Ooh, I got a 15, and my observation's a 14. Okay. You got a 15. Nope. Yeah, you don't see anything. You don't see anything. Uh, you saw a car go by. Right. You know, you know, and just kind of like drove through the main drag of town. Just in like, fact, it just passed the window. To look in the window, wipe off my glasses at the same time. <laughs> well, it seems, uh, it seems up to snuff. I can fucking die. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you want to go out and talk with him, or would you rather my- I go out and talk with him? I'll talk to him. You just keep me covered with it. Got it. All right. I'll keep it across my lap, so they can't. I'll be up in the truck. I'll keep it across my lap, so they they don't get freaked out. I don't have it like visible. I've got it like kind of down low, but I could raise it up if I needed to. Okay. I'm just sort of admiring this piece of machinery. This. Uh, Wow, never used one of these before. Let's keep it that way. <laughs> I'm a pacifist. Life break the street. <laughs> um, yeah, so the driver gets out, you see him, he's got he's got a forty five and a shoulder holster. Uh as the other dude comes around the front of the car, the wind catches his coat just right. You see he's got a fucking twelve gauge uh pump. Concealed under his coat. Right. And I have my uh, my semi-automatic revolver. Also in the shoulder holster. And my holdout in my boot. Right. It's just a semi-auto. It's it's a, like a 1911 or something. All right. I just wrote down semi-automatic revolver for some reason. Anyway. That's what I have. Pistol semi-auto. Yeah. Right above that is pistol revolver. That must be what it was. All right. This is on the back of the book, too. That was it. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> All right. 
Anyway, I have my semi-auto pistol. In a shoulder holster. Okay. Come around to the front of the truck. How you doing? Gentlemen. Who sent you? Ratso. Alright. That's our truck? If that's my bag. Hey, I'm not carrying a bag. Let me look in the back of the truck. We'll see. We'll see if we get the bag out of the truck. Look in the truck. Come on around with me. All right. Why is your buddy still in the passenger seat? He's not a very trusting soul. Charlie, watch him. You come with me. Let's do this. Goes around to the back. Opens up the back of the truck. Wow. They cut me in for a good deal. Boss is going to be real happy about this load. Excellent. Everyone's happy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy. Come on, let's go get your money. All right. Hey, are the keys in the truck? Keys are in the truck. There you go. Here's the keys to the, uh, the Lincoln. All right. Ah. All right. I will, uh, at that signal, I will get out of the truck, uh, still with the, the Tommy gun, but of course pointed down so that it's not, uh, they don't misunderstand my, uh, holding it. The guy, the guy with the shotgun kind of backs up a little bit, just making sure you, you see, you see, you see he's got the, the gun kind of on a swivel. Yeah. He's ready to bring it up just in case. Sure. But sure, he's giving sure. you the benefit of the doubt for right now, since nobody tried to, y'all didn't try to shoot them as soon as they rolled up. Sure. Give me a nice big smile. Hello. He takes you. He, uh, the other guy, the guy with the pistol, takes you over to the trunk of the car. Says, "Go ahead, open up the trunk. You got the keys now." I pop the trunk. Pop the trunk. There's a big valise, leather, sitting dead center in the trunk. Can you open that? Sure. Sure. Opens it up, full of bills. It's not just the top layer. Hey, take take a look for yourself, pal. Hundred thousand. That was the deal. All right. Hey, hold on. All right. <laughs> How do you make money sound like that? It's made of fucking paper. Like real I don't know what that, paper. I don't know what the ding was. Yeah, it, was the, it was the lunch bell. I think your ship just came in. <laughs> I thought you said this place was abandoned. <laughs> uh, now give me observation saves. Fail. On the nose. On the nose. Lenaz. Jimmy the La- no, Lenaz. On the nose. It's not the <laughs> nose. <laughs> and he shoots down Doc and just leaves yeah. him there. <laughs> the Tommy gun goes off as I drop, you know, shoots the other guys. <laughs> uh, no. Jimmy? Yeah. You hear something. What Faint. I hear? It's like like the high-pitched revving of an engine. Hey, what's the deal here? 
What do you mean? What are you talking about? Can you hear that? No, I don't hear a thing. Yeah, Andrew just started up. I'm gonna. Uh, no, it's not get, just started up. It's it's like. Coming. Oh, it's like coming, yeah. coming. Yeah, you're. Someone's, someone's coming in. Who else knows about this deal? Just your boss and my boss. Well, one of us is one of our bosses. Fucked us. I've never seen right. you before. You called the revenueers, and just as he says, you called the revenueers. Another sedan just kind of tearing into the parking lot, <laughs> skidding on the gravel. It slides to a halt. A couple guys jump out and go, Treasury Department, get on the ground. All right, I'm unloading with the Tommy gun. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be how like, many, how many, uh, how, how many, how many cops are there? Four guys popped, jumped out of the car. All right. Covering trench fire. Coats, trench coats. Uh, the driver jumps out. He's got a big three fifty seven revolver. What's uh, his name? What's what's this guy's name next to me? He didn't tell you. All right. Uh, go ahead and Doc, roll me a D six. Okay. Uh, I got a two. I got a one, so you get to go first. All right. So uh, I'm going to uh, I'm going to jump in the side, the passenger side of the of the sedan. Because uh, Jimmy's got the keys. Okay, well, yeah. hold on, hold on. Okay. The way you guys are parked, right? You guys pulled in with the truck like this, right? Yeah. The car kind of pulled up like this. So the noses are facing each other. Okay. Right? So the driver's side is closer to the passenger side door. Oh, the driver's side of the, yeah. of the of sedan. The, of the sedan. Of the so kind of, they kind of, like, kind of T, right? Kind of, more like a V. And then... The right. uh, the treasury agents have pulled up kind of like when they skidded in, they skidded in sideways with the driver's door and the pa driver passenger door, driver rear door, like toward the back of the truck. So they pretty much cut off the driver's side of the truck from you guys. <clears throat> but the but the sedan can still get out of here, theoretically. Theoretically. <laughs> Theoretically, right. if you if you trust if you trust Jimmy's skills, I on do. The road, I do. I'm thinking we want to get the hell out of here if we can, and I can. I'm just going to dive into the car. I got the Tommy gun. I'm going to dive into the front seat of the. I'm going to like. It's a. Is it a like a? a you see, it has nice leather seats. Is it like a bench where I can like dive in and kind of get on the passenger side, so that he yeah. could? Yeah, it's you know it's bench seats in there. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be like Jimmy, get us out of here, and I'm gonna jump into the car just like that and come up on the passenger side and be ready to put down some suppressive fire if need be. Yeah, well, you do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there's, there's uh, what are they like, behind their doors? Yeah, the, the driver's behind his door. Um, the guy on the passenger rear, he's kind of like out the door and up on the running board with a Tommy gun. Uh, the guy in the passenger side, he's got the door as wide as it'll go, and he's kind of like got a shotgun around the window, you know, around the windshield, like between the door and the windshield. All right, where, where's, um... And then there's a fourth guy, he jumps out, he's got a Tommy gun, and he's kind of like, you know, through the, through the window of the 
driver rear door. Um, is there a save, maybe like an intelligence check to see if revenueers uh, carry this kind of hardware? No. You guys have done it. You, Both of you have seen the Untouchables, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, revenueers, they, they, they carry the same kind of firepower that uh, gangsters carry. Because they have to. All right. All right. Well, all, because in these days, all of that shit is just legal. Right. Um, get in, get in. What are, what are the, the two Chicago guys doing? Uh, yeah, they're, they're taking, trying to take up firing positions themselves. The one guy, he pulls out his pistol. And he's still yelling, yelling at you. You brought the fucking revenueers on us. Like we can argue about who fucking who fucked us first, but let's get rid of these mooks. And uh, I'll, I'll take up a firing position. Ugh. All right, get in the car. All right, so there's two teams here. Uh, Steve, roll off with me. Uh, D6. Yeah. Uh, four. Four. I got a four too. So do it again. I got a one. I got a four. All right. Uh, shotgun. He's gonna take a shot at the driver. Uh, he's behind cover. I don't feel like looking up cover rules, so we're just gonna call that a lower armor class. Uh, we. All right. Uh, he misses. You see That's uh, my buddy? Uh, no, that's the guy with the shotgun that was watching uh, Doc. Okay, but I mean, it's one, one of our Yeah, one of, one of your team. Our, our side. Yeah. Mm. All right. Um, yeah, he fires and he just, just, you see the pellets just go spread all over the side of the car. Damn, I thought you guys from Chicago knew how to fire these fucking things. Um, your buddy that's standing next to you. And you see a bing! Sparks off the hood, or the roof of the car. Uh, so now it's your turn. Mine? Yep. Get in the car, right. Uh, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, shoot off two rounds. Ah. Okay, uh, you're going against an AC five. No, sorry, right. AC three. All right. Um, I miss. First one. Second one is a hit. All right. Which one are you shooting at? Um, I I guess uh, Gatling. Gatling. Tommy. Doesn't one of them have a Tommy gun? Yeah. That's Ooh. the guy. Well, I'm shooting at one of the the Tommy Gun guys. First okay. one closest to me. All right, roll roll that D8. Um, yeah, let me get it. Make sure it's not a, everything's a fucking D10 in my bag. Goddamn, Call of Cthulhu. <laughs> uh, seven. Seven. Ah, uh, he got me. Boss, take that, you copper! <laughs> All right, now it's their turn. Driver, 
gonna shoot at you, Jimmy. What's your AC? Uh, it's fifteen. But do I get cover? Um, I'm trying to think of where you are. Where Where are you in relation to the trunk of the car? Um, I guess I am trying to get behind the passenger door. That possible well, the, the rear fender. You got the trunk open right now. So, you know, probably just ducking behind the fender. Okay. On, on the passenger side. All right. If it goes out that far. Um, so what's your armor, armor class normally? Uh, my armor class normally is a five. Okay. I'm looking up cover right now. Yeah. Just so. All right. We're going to call that, uh, going to call okay. that. We're going to call that uh, half cover. All right, that gives you plus two bonus to armor class. Yep. So if you're a five, that brings you down to three. Yeah. All right, so adversary attacks by hit dice. You got three. Okay. Ah, uh, bang! Misses you completely. Um... The guy with the shotgun is going to shoot the other guy with the shotgun. I yell, hey, fuck, this car is brand fucking new. So get in and drive it. I say, get in here. Um, yep. <laughs> get us you, out you of hear, here. You hear shotgun pellets like hit the hit the driver rear door. <laughs> the best way misses. to win a gunfight is to not be in one. Come on. Uh, the guy... With the Tommy gun on the passenger side, or the, yeah, the passenger rear, uh, is going to take a couple shots at. Uh, he's going to take one shot at uh, Jimmy, and he rolls a nineteen. Well, that's going to hit. Uh, submachine gun is a D eight. D eight. Eight. I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! Right ahead. All right, Jimmy's down. All right. <laughs> uh, let's see, his second shot's gonna go for shotgun guy. Uh, Fourteen. He open. He hits that guy. Dang, that guy also he goes down. <laughs> Uh, Doc, you're sitting in the car, just blood and brains just splatter all over the driver's side window. Good lord! Alright, uh, when is it my turn? Um, it is now your turn. Oh, alright. I am going to leave the Tommy gun on the seat of the, of the car, the sedan that I'm in. Uh-huh. And I'm gonna say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump out with my hands up in the air and say, help, I'm a hostage! Help, help me! And I'm going to run with both of my hands up like, I'm a hostage! I'm a hostage! Thank God you've come! And uh, run towards the treasury offices. Okay. You've got to get me out of here! They're going to think we're going to kill me! Thank goodness you came! And what's your armor class? Uh, <laughs> uh five. <laughs> five? Okay. Yep. Uh, yeah, Chicago guy takes a pot shot at your back. Yeah. And just, bing, takes out one of the headlights on the uh, All right. revenue <laughs> roof car. Um, yep, 
So, no. Jimmy laying on the ground. Uh, he's bleeding out. Bleeding out. Like, get on the ground! Get on the ground! Is that to me? Yes. Oh, I am on the ground! Thank goodness you've come! No, on your face! Oh, alright! <laughs> now what? The driver is like, as soon as you hit the dirt, he fires and misses the uh, guy with the pistol that was over near Jimmy, shoots out the back glass. Oh, they're terrible people! Look out! Rato's car. Look out! Uh, the guy with the shotgun is going to take a shot at uh, Jimmy's buddy. Uh, misses the guy with the Tommy gun is going to take a couple of shots. Uh, him once takes him down. So you're all that's all that's left right now. Jimmy is laying on the ground. Yeah. Got anything to say, Jimmy? Because you're just barely nothing. holding on. I got nothing to say to you, fucks. All right, check them. The other guys, the the two other guys, they come out of the yep. passenger side and they run over. They come up to you. They drag you up to your feet, throw you against the hood of the car, patch it down, take your gun. I understand that you're upset. I would be too. Hostage? Why do you have a gun? For for protection, of course. For protection? Doesn't everyone have a gun these days? Hostages? You had a gun and you're a hostage. That makes no sense. And he hits you upside the head with the butt of his rifle. No, I'm a hostage. And you're going to take a point of damage. Ow! From getting butt striked in the back of the head. He gave me that just a little while ago. He says if anything happened, he wanted me to fire or he'd shoot me himself. They go over. They got. They, they check the one guy. He's like, Ugh. <clears throat> they put a bullet right through his head. Good. That's <laughs> just for gangsters. I heartily approve. Shut up! And he grinds your face into the hood. <laughs> Uh, he goes over, one guy with the shotgun standing over Jimmy. Yeah. Looks like today's your lucky day, pal. He bandages you up. You get one hit point back, Jimmy. You're, okay. you're up to one hit point. All right. Since you can't go below zero. And they drag you up. They disarm you. I mean, he did, basically, he just, like, you got hit in the shoulder really bad. He just basically got a snot rag up against your shoulder. No, no, you officers have got it all wrong. Brings Jimmy up, slams him over the hood of the car. I, I lost my hit point. <laughs> Driver gets gets out. You boys are in a heap of trouble. You're under arrest for uh, bootlegging alcohol. It's still four of them. Or three of them? Uh, there's three of them outside around the hood. The other guy's patching himself up over in the back seat. All right. Uh, hmm. All right. They're not going to believe any stories at this point. All right. Um, have any of them got any weapons that I could make a grab for? Uh, yeah, the, the driver still got his pistol out. I mean, I right. really want to try it. I'm going off. We're going out. We're, we're death before prison. 
They're going to cut us a deal. Just calm down. Uh, you say that? You whisper? You hiss that to me over the over the hood? Yeah. Calm down. They're going to cut us a deal. All right. All right. They don't give a shit about us. We're nobody. What makes you think we're going to cut a deal? You don't care about us. Who are we? What do you get with us? What's your name? Jimmy. What about you? Oh, I'm Charles Coffin the Third. Pleased to meet you. Charles Coffin the Third. The Third. Get on the horn. Check out this Charles Coffin the Third. What's your last name, Jimmy? Figaro. Jimmy Figaro, Charles Coffin the Third. There's a payphone over by that diner. Go check it out. There's a diner. Yeah, across the street. Give me a fucking bill. Lucky I don't give you a lead pill. Right in the back of your mouth. You know, gentlemen. There's a lot of... uh, Goddamn word. (laughs) That's what lawyers are for. (sighs) All right, if you say so. I think this could all be sorted out right here and now. Bobby? Yeah, boss? Burn that truck. He walks over, goes into the back trunk of the car, comes out with a fire axe. Back doors of the truck still open. He <laughs> smashes a couple of crates. The rum is just pouring out of the back of his truck. And he just like <laughs> strikes a couple of matches, drops it in a box. <laughs> Whoosh! The whole back of the truck just boom. You feel the heat of the flames all the way where you guys are. It's very warm and toasty, with a bit of a with a bit of a Caribbean. <laughs> I'm gonna hiss over to to uh, to Jimmy like, well, they're all distracted with the fire now. Might be a really good time. Doesn't matter what fuck now. I say death before prison. We're not going to prison. Prison requires evidence. Guess what just happened? Oh, yeah. Hmm. Nah, they're going to try and get us either to roll or set us back with no money and no booze. Well, then we're as good as dead men. That's why we're going to listen to what they have to offer. Charles, open that warehouse up. See if there's anything inside. Yeah, boss. He goes up there and he finds... I found a door. It's open. Get your asses up. March. Through that door. It's kind of hard for me to march. All right. You help your buddy. Yep. Yeah, I might be able to patch that up a bit. Well, once you get inside, you can try it. Yeah. Uh, he I'll takes do you whatever. In. They they hustle you in. Uh, the inside is it's it's dark. It smells like rust and just damp. And just you ever been inside like an old tractor or farmhouse or something like that? Yeah, where it smells like diesel fuel. 
mm-hmm. and and just old metal. Mm-hmm. That's what this place smells like. Uh, it's you know you hear fucking pigeons and shit flying around inside. Uh, you're walking through. They got a couple flashlights guiding them around. It's like over there is fine. They take you into the old foreman's office. Now looky here, a couple of chairs. Look what I found, boss. Chains. Now we're talking. They just kind of shove you guys down back to back in these chairs. Wrap the chains around you. Lock them up. One of them leans up against the remains of the old desk. Now what should I do with you? I mean, obviously, you assaulted a police officer. One of your boys shot one of mine. I think that was quid pro quo, but but he's I got guess. a badge, so his quid is bigger than your pro quo. Mm, maybe my pro quo might have a, a law degree, though. Did you happen to see where the fuck you were? Do you think there's a happened- lawyer within a hundred uh, miles of here? I also happen to notice that you burned all the evidence of anything we fucking did. Yeah. Don Shane, why you burned why, why don't you stop playing this fucking game and tell us what you goddamn want? I'm in no mood or condition to play. So here. I'm in no mood to play. I'm tired I, of you little guys with your suit. Call. I call. He presses the 45 right against your head. He's like, you sure about that? Do it. You sure about that? Doing me a favor. Yeah? And then he puts, he moves it off of your head and puts it up against Doc's head. <laughs> back, the back of Doc's head. I don't like this at all. Please remove that gun from the back of my skull. He didn't say the magic word. Oh, I, I believe I did. Please, please remove that gun from the back of my skull. It's very unpleasant. What do you say, Jimmy? Do you know the magic word? Where I come from, the magic word is fuck you. Pah! He pistol whips you across the mouth. Your lips are bleeding. You only got <laughs> one hit point, so I'm not going to take any hit points. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you tell us what the magic word is, officer? Well, the magic word was please. He fucking said the magic Agent word. Agent Jones. You're a, you're a shitty magician. The magic word is please, Agent Jones. Please spare my life. Doc. Hello. I think he, I think he wants you to suck his dick. Well, I, I don't think he wants that, and I certainly don't want that. You don't want that, do you, Agent Jones? No. That would be terrible. No, we're just, uh, we're here to uh, talk like civilized folks. We won't be engaging any in any, anything like that. Then tell me who you work for. Well, Jimmy, did you, uh, would you like to tell him or would you rather I say a few things? You can say whatever you want. Good. So, Agent Jones, is it? Okay. Well. Here's, I've had a, I've had an unbelievable few days. <laughs> <laughs> so you see, this uh, 
I don't know if you've heard of them, but uh, maybe not. I don't know. But so this so-called lucky gang. Never heard of it. Oh, good, good. They're bad news. Good thing you haven't heard of them. Uh, ignorance is bliss in this case. Anyway, the so-called lucky gang was going after my brother uh, because uh, my dumb brother, he got involved with a, a, a ranking member of the lucky gang's, uh, well, he's the wife of a, of a member of the lucky gang. So, uh, so this was big trouble for my, for my brother, and I care about my brother a great deal. So I went down to a place uh, called the Trout uh, to sort it out with, uh, with uh, members of the Lucky Gang. See, I'm a pacifist. I, I really don't, uh, I don't appreciate violence at all. Well, anyway, once so I got... For somebody, you're a pacifist. You're carrying a gun. You ain't no pacifist. Well, you- well, no, that's what happened. You, you're not. Hold on now. Hold on. You're distracting me from my my what happened. So, anyways, I went down to the trunk to sort it out with uh, the people there. And uh, ah, once ah. I, don't saw yes. the boss. Don't saw the boss. Don't what in the what now? The boss. You were just about to tell me who he was. Don't saw him out, Doc. Doc. I think I think I think Jimmy's a little delirious. I think that that was a shot to the mouth. It kind of rattled his his noggin a little bit. Uh, I'm a, I'm a I'm a medical professional, so uh, get to uh, the point. He back right. as Jimmy again. No, oh oh no! Don't do that. It's going to loosen his dentures there on the bottom there. He's going to need to uh, his teeth. Um, anyway, um, so anyway, once the fellow at the trout, I was asking around because I wasn't quite sure who uh, who I should be speaking with, but I knew I had to get my brother out of trouble. Well. You mentioned the Lucky Gang at a place like the Trout, and the whole place went crazy. So uh, uh, there was this, all of a sudden, everybody's punching and gunning each other down. It was madness. And that's when this nice fellow here, and I'll kind of put my kind of, you know, uh, Jimmy here, pulled me out. Um, and uh, and uh, he, uh, he, got out, he got me out of there alive. And so I felt like, well, I owe this, this gentleman my life. And uh, so then... Uh, uh, he said um, uh, that he was in a bit of a spot, too. He says that this so-called lucky gang was making him deliver a big uh, pile of hooch out this way. And uh, uh, otherwise, uh, I guess they've got something on him. And uh, he was he doesn't, as you can tell, he doesn't like telling telling uh, too much about himself. But he says this lucky gang had put him up to uh, driving this truckload of hooch out this way to meet with these guys, whoever they are. And uh, even though he'd saved me, apparently it was because he was uh, a little nervous about going it alone. So seeing as he just saved my life, uh, I wasn't sure if I was a hostage or a guest, but I decided I'd better go with him. Maybe I could uh, maybe I could uh, pay him back in some way and also find out more about this so-called lucky gang who uh, have it in for my brother. So uh, we got into the truck and uh, he said, uh, now these are rough types. You better, uh, you better take this. And he, that's when he gave me this pistol. And uh, well, uh, yeah, again, I'm a medical professional. So, uh, uh, you know, I, I was a little nervous about using this weapon, but uh, I said, well, all right, he seemed kind of irritable. So I, I just sort of tucked it inside my vestments. And uh, so then we pulled up uh, just a short while ago, and I thought, okay, how's this going to go down? And, and and all of a sudden, you pulled up, and I thought, oh, thank goodness. Thank goodness, some sanity. Uh, 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 the federal officials, good, the police. So that's when all of a sudden, guns going off, and I jumped out of the car and and I ran towards you, and uh, somebody clubbed me. I don't, you know, I don't blame him in all the chaos. And then, well, here we are. So, uh, so as you can see, Jimmy here, he's a little rough cut, but, uh, 
I owe him my life, officers, and uh, uh, it's. Uh, I'm glad to be that at least I'm here sitting now or talking with you. I wasn't even sure if I was going to see the light of day. Phew. So what, Jimmy? You believe any of that cocky mamie story? He lived it. I believe it. Um, Doc? Yeah. Uh, let's see. You're educated, correct? Yes. All right. Beat a 14 on a moxie save. <laughs> come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Womp. <laughs> I got a two. You got a two. Okay, well. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks a lot. So how long did it take you to come up with that crazy story there, Doc? No, it's the truth. It's the truth. And if you don't believe it, well, that's your prerogative. But uh, well, I don't hope see, you crazy see, talk. My prerogative has you chained to a chair at the moment. Indeed. And that's where I find myself. So I want to know who you really work for. I told you. I'm uh, trying to trying to sort out this business with this so-called lucky gang. They're a tough they're a tough bunch. Yeah, but your buddy Jimmy there doesn't seem to believe you either. I didn't well, say I didn't believe him. I said my lawyer might believe him. You don't get a lawyer, Goomba. Well, technically I believe he does. But uh, uh anyway, I I just uh I think I think this could all be sorted out. Why don't we all work together to track down the Lucky Gang? Can you believe this guy? He's still on his Lucky Gang shit. <laughs> well, they are in the various games. Fucking you know, with call, call down to HQ and see if they know anything about this Lucky Gang. Hmm. They're bad business. I wish I didn't know about them. Goes off. He's like, you know what? I'm going to step outside for a minute, warm my hands by the fire. And uh, we'll we'll check into your lucky gang and mm. see. Oh, be careful, whatever you do. If they find out you're inquiring about them, ooh, they're vicious. And all the the G men leave, and you're alone in <laughs> in this room, tied to a chair, tied to Jimmy. <laughs> what do you think, Jimmy? Pretty good story, huh? Yeah, it was great. The and question story is, do we, do we give out Maroni, Armone, or Dutch? Hmm. Well, our first mission was to, uh, to take out Cardone, to take out, to bring his reputation low. But, that is uh, true. But, uh, do you think with, based on what we've learned, uh, do you think that's still, uh, Priority one? Why wouldn't it be? Well, I still think that Salvatore Moroni's in league with Carlotta Cardone. I think uh, Salvatore had his own brother whacked because he objected to their illicit union. Whether that be in passion or business, I'm not sure. Who cares? <laughs> well, I do. I thought it up. <laughs> I'm saying that None of that matters. Well, what matters is we get out of these, this barn, this uh, warehouse. What matters is whoever we drop the dime on here goes down. Or we go down. 
Well, if it's us or them, I'd much rather it be them. How about we've put in quite a bit of, of legwork to bring Cardone, Cardone down. Mm-hmm. This is his truck, technically. It was his truck. Here, Split. I see no reason to lie. Cardone, Cardone's truck. Well, why don't we say that Cardone is working with the Lucky Gang to form a new super gang and take out all the opposition? He's made a they, deal with they the devil. don't care about that. They care about who owns this truck and how how they can either bust that motherfucker or or get money out of that motherfucker. Hmm. I think it's I don't know because they just torched a, a lot a lot of money. No, technically it wasn't Cardone's truck. It was the Chicago gang's truck. Remember, he was bringing it back. Tomato, tomato. All that money's in Rizzo's car, Ratso's car. Yeah, did they? What happened to the to Ratso's car? It's just got a, a few bullet holes in it. He's going to be sore about that. He might be, but if we that's can get that, I thought we should have pulled out of there when we saw the the other car pull up. Yeah, they would have just be miles just, away from that from this whole place by now. Chase us down. No, they would have been busy with those other two mooks. Yeah, but maybe we can get these mooks. And- you want to pin it on Cardone? That's fine. I think I want to pin it on. I want to pin it on Cardone here, but I want to convince Ratso that Chicago betrayed them. Hmm. Well, fair enough. So you guys are sitting there. You're talking for a little while, and you're not really sure how long it's been. Hmm. But uh, Agent Jones comes back in. Uh, the guy he called Bobby standing behind him. He goes, Well, Mr. Figaro, you got a little bit of a record on you. Spent some time in juvie. And doc, doc, doc. Hmm? I'm sure your parents are so disappointed in you. <laughs> oh, yeah, I have been the ba- the black sheep of the family for some time. But my heart's in the right place. That's why I wanted to save my brother. Now, would you care to tell me what the two of you boys were doing in the, uh, the vicinity of Mr. Giovanni Rizzoli's Lincoln sedan out there? Well, is that, is that um, Razzo's name? Yeah, that's Razzo's legal name. Oh, we came in the truck. Oh, I don't know anybody, any Giovanni Rizzotti. Yeah, they call him Ratso on the street and then mm. joint. Well, we, that's funny you should mention that because we, we were hired to come out here and pick up that car. So you're working for Ratso? I guess technically, yes. Why didn't you tell me this information? Because you're a fucking cop. You're a fucking cop. No, instead I get some story about the Lucky Gang, which is apparently the latest horror show for the city police. They got some nut job named Hauser on it. See, I told you, it's the Lucky Gang. They're quite real and they're very dangerous. Well, your, your friend 
Mr. Figaro here just said that Ratso Rosoli hired you to pick up this car. Well, maybe Ratso exchange it for the the booze in the back of the truck for the there car was, in the bag of money. Truck? Yes, there was booze in the back of the truck. Oh. Well, I that I don't know about that de- detail, but I'm just I'm just saying that uh, I came out here to see if I could make heads or tails of the lucky gang. Just cut the crap, Officer Jones, and tell us what you want. Well, I'd rather have a big bust instead of a little bust. Where does well, no bust because you burned everything? Where does Ratso keep all of his all of his? Uh, where's his? Where's his? Uh, where's he keep his inventory? You just burned it, apparently. No, 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 no. Rizzoli has been shipping hundreds of cases of high quality alcohol throughout the Northwest. <gasps> I'm shocked. North- shocked. Throughout what the he- entirety of the northern part of the United States. Goodness gracious. Well, good on you, officers, for trying to shut that down. If you tell us where the truck came from, we could just let you go and go have a chat with Mr. Rizzoli. All I need is an address. Well, I don't know about you all, but I'm powerful hungry. Did you say there was a diner across the street? Maybe we could talk about this over ham and eggs. How about we talk about this now? Hmm. Well, you'll have to talk to uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Jimmy here. He, uh, like I said, I was I just met him a little while ago. So. Uh, the the cop named Bobby comes up and he reaches into his coat, pulls out a baby Ruth. You like candy bars? Indeed, I do. They're tell delicious. Us, tell us what we want to know, and I'll give you the candy bar. Well, let's see. Tell you, tell you what. Tell you what. You know, I'm not. I'm not like Agent Smith here. My name is Bobby. Okay. Hello, Bobby. I will give you this candy bar. Here. Hmm? He opens it up. Oh. Waves it in front of your nose. Hmm. Open wide. <laughs> he sticks the candy bar in your mouth. That was very good. Thank you. Now, I don't usually have candy before noon, just, but this look, is delicious. Just tell us the address of Rizzoli's warehouse. We know he's got one. We just need to know where. <laughs> My lawyer knows the address. Doc. Mr. Coffin, the third. Charles. Doc's lawyer, you've read his rap sheet. You know that his lawyer knows the fucking address. Look, Even more than my lawyer. I'm sure your parents would not want to get involved, Mr. Coffin. <laughs> well, we have had our differences. I haven't talked with him in a couple of years. <sighs> I presume, since you're keeping company with Mr. Figaro here, that uh, hey. that you've been, uh, been kind of cut off. You would, if you only knew. Just, just give me the address, and we don't have to involve the coffins, or the coffins attorney, or any of that stuff. Mm. It makes your life that much easier. You'd give us the address. Uh, your life won't be worth a plug nickel if you if you drop the dime now. Smith is like, shut it, Figaro. 
I uh, be that as it may, and I appreciate your offering me this delicious candy bar, Bobby. But uh, I seem to be in the thick of things with Mister Jimmy here, and I wouldn't feel right if it wasn't a mutual agreement. So I'm going to have to defer to him. If it's okay with Jimmy, I'm, I'm. Uh, it's okay with me. But I, uh, I'd, I'd like to. Uh, have my partner here, my friend. Uh, he's my friend now. You know, we've been through so much together lately. Uh, I don't feel right about uh, about that's, to make. That's pretty clear, Mister Coffin. Mm. Yeah, I re- really, I'm just here for the Lucky Gang and this delicious candy bar. Thank you. Say Lucky Gang one more goddamn time. Uh, Lucky Gang. He snatches this baby Ruth out of Bobby's <laughs> hands, right? <laughs> Grabs you by the jaw and starts shoving the candy bar wrapper and all into your mouth. And and he shoves you so hard that he 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 knocks your head in the back of Jimmy's head. Hey, watch it! <laughs> Give us the address, coffin. <laughs> he pulls it out of your mouth. Oh. oh, that that blow to the head. I seem to have developed some sort of amnesia. He stuffs it back in your mouth. <laughs> Give us the address, Coffin. He pulls it back out of your mouth. Are you ready to talk now? Oh, I'm always ready to talk. Give us the address. You just knocked it right out of my head. I seem to be suffering a, a spate of temporary amnesia. Bobby, what did you just Bobby elbows Agent, Agent Jones aside. He's like, look, all right? I don't like it when he gets this way. He gets a little rough. Just tell us the address, and I'll get him out of here. We'll leave you alone. We'll cut the loose. Oh. Just, just one address is all you need. That's <laughs> Bob's a terrible headache. Get cut loose so well. in the last day of your life. You know this. Come on. Our lawyers are Juan Epstein and Freddie Boom Boom Washington. Sweat Hog, LLC. Come on. Charlie. Yep. Uh, I, that blow to the head, I, I'm having some trouble. I... I uh, you say I got to, I've been hit up in that I was beat up in that tr- trout place and I have been suffering a bit of uh, memory loss ever since and it's triggered Get out by of hell with this Smith pushes his way he puts his gun <laughs> right up on your knee he does what he puts his gun up against your knee ah uh, well that's not bad. that's terrible don't don't do that give me the address coffin I like I said I've my, my my mind is all a fuzz now since that sudden blow to the back of my head, you know. And I'll start giving medical terminology. That's what happens when you when you when you knock someone in the back of the scapula and it and it's <laughs> the big. Okay, you blow my knee off. Three points of damage. Okay. As he puts a forty-five slug into my cap into your femur. All right, I go unconscious. <laughs> With three points. 
Yeah, because I was down a point from last time, and so I was down to four, and or three, and then I just... Well, you're down to one. Okay. See, as he puts a bullet in your leg. All right. Friends, Jones. No, you've made me mad. I say through gritted teeth, you'll get nothing from me. Get the coffin lawyers. My family. Get the coffin lawyers. (laughs) Uh, The guy he calls Charles comes in, walks by, looks looks over at Doc's leg. I got the address on Rizzoli's warehouse. Like, good, good. Did you have to shoot the guy in the leg? Yes! It was absolutely necessary. Well, I got the address. I got the money. Okay. Bobby, give that fuck the rest of that candy bar. And he peels back some more of the wrapper, and here you go, buddy. And they all leave. Alright, I'm gonna spit it at, uh... At uh, the candy bar at Agent Jones, the guy that did the damage. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And they all leave. Uh, listen carefully. You hear the engine of the, the, the Ford start up. They're gone. They just left you there. With the smell of Old metal bird's nest. And blood. <laughs> I'm going to assume since I am a safe cracker that I can somehow get out of these bonds. Yeah, because they didn't have a lock. They had to right. stuff together with like a book or something. Alright, so I... Come on. We, we gotta go to that diner. The diner? Come on. You did good, Bobby. How are we going to get to the diner from? We're all chained up, and I've I've got half a leg here. Ta-da! Come on. Why couldn't you have done that ten minutes ago? You're a safe cracker? Yeah. Um, all right. Tell me how you're doing it. <laughs> when he tied me up, I expanded my muscles. Okay, Batman. <laughs> there was slack in the chain. This whole time, I've been slowly worrying away at the bonds so that they're loosened around my my hands. All right, three or higher on a D6. <laughs> I rolled a four. Okay. Yep, you managed to get the bolt out. You hear, Doc, you hear, tink, tink. As it hits the floor, and the chain's slacking up. I, I, I do the same for Doc. Okay, and I, they tied you together. Oh, all just right. wrapped it around both of you. Okay, come on, we gotta get to the diner. Why couldn't you have done that? Then we, then we could go to the hospital. Because then we'd be dead instead of just crawling along on our lips. We might as well be dead. We've got no money and no liquor. Don't and worry. Leg. <laughs> no kneecap. Don't worry. We can salvage this. We can be heroes just for one day. <laughs> hey, I didn't crack. 
No, Wait you, did, you did good. Sorry about your knee. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but I'm going right. to find that Agent Jones if it's the last thing I do. I agree with you on that. Uh, so I want to make a phone call from the diner. Okay. So when we go out, is Ratso's car still there? Yeah, it's still there. Trunk's still open. Bag so is gone. Bag is gone, yeah. Uh, all your guns are gone. Right. All right. So um, I'm going to go give Ratso a call. You can go to the diner. I'm going to wrap up my knee as best I can, like by the calf. See if he's got any kind of something I can wrap it up in or all something. Right. Um, give me an intelligence check. We're going to make it easy since you are a doctor. Okay. Uh, that's intelligence or less. Is that right? Uh, actually, yours is medicine. Uh, go ahead and give me the X3 or higher. A D6-3 or higher. Yeah, I got a 6 on the 6. Okay. Uh, yeah, you managed to get wrap it up and get yourself uh, another hit point back. Okay. All right. So I'm... Um, I gotta like splint it as best I can. He didn't like shatter the bone or anything. He knew what he was doing. Yeah. He just like went right through the meat. Hmm. Because he wasn't trying to cripple you. He was just trying to get you to talk. Hmm. <laughs> In hand interrogation. Hmm. All right. You so, yeah, rendered. you're over in the car. You're fixing yourself up. Jimmy, you hobble over. Your shoulder is really hurting. Uh, your lip stings from being smacked across the face a couple of times. Uh, you get over to the payphone. It's outside the diner. All right. I call up Ratso. Call up Ratso. Rizzoli Imports. Ratso. It's Jimmy. What? Man, you got to get the fuck out of the warehouse. The feds were there. They burned the truck. They took the money. But good news is, we've got your car. Get out of there. I don't know who fucking dropped the dime, but it was dropped. Doc got shot in the leg. I got shot in the shoulder. The two guys from Chicago are dead. Get everything out of there. You didn't catch the guy's name, did you? Yeah, it was Jones. Jones? Oh, shit. All right. Thanks for the tip, Jimmy. You get your asses back to the city. Where you want your car, man? Drop it off in the alley behind the blue corner. You got it. All right. Bye. Hey! Shut it down. We gotta, we gotta get out. Somebody dropped... Hobble over to the car. Back across the street. <laughs> Cough up what's left of my life. <laughs> Let me see if I can patch you up a little bit so you can drive a little better. I'm going to try a medicine roll on okay. Jimmy. Three or higher. All right. Uh, I got a three. Three on the. All right. Give him a D6. All right. Hold still now. This may sting a bit. Nah. Uh, another three. Three on the die. All right. Three more hit points back. All right. Let's drive into the city. 
Well, well, we didn't drop anybody. We didn't drop a dime on anybody. That's good. We didn't, and Carbone is once again humiliated. That's true. Or at least weak. Very true. It's a win-win. I don't like that, Jimmy. <laughs> as, as I like rub my shoulder. Yeah. It's a win-win. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You guys fire up Ratso's car and head off toward the city. Mm. And uh, we'll call it call it there. All right. Excellent. Um, 100 <laughs> experience points. Nice. And welcome to the welcome to the life, Doc. Sure. And everyone, thanks for listening. <laughs> we'll catch you next time.